production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to a new week on Australia's number one daily sports news podcast, The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Monday, the 7th of August. Today, while the AFL's premiership race has been turned on its head, the Ashes series might be over, but the drama rages on, and why it's D-Day for the Matildas. But first... Australia, we've won the World Cup. The Diamonds have done it! They are the world champions. This was the only one missing, and what a fantastic performance it has been as they conclude the Nipple World Cup campaign on a high. While the Matildas continue their chase for World Cup glory tonight, last night in South Africa, the Diamonds claimed the 2023 Netball World Cup, defeating England 61-45 to to claim their 12th World Cup crown. And Diamonds wing defence Ashley Brazil, who announced she'd be retiring from the sport after the Cup, revealed it was an England star who sparked the fire in the Aussies for the final. To beat England like that, you know, they beat us in the rounds and um, everyone loved tagging us in um, what Helen said and how they're fitter and how they're more energetic than us and that just got, like, everything fighting and we really wanted to beat Jamaica so we could play against these guys again. And the fact that we've done it the way we wanted to, it's um, the last two games are some of the best netball we've played in a long time. I'm just so proud of the girls because, like, it's taken all 12 of us to get here. The squad, the 22, all of us, and the fact that we're standing here are world champions. Well, I couldn't have asked for a better ending. After England defeated Australia in the early rounds of the tournament, goal shooter Helen Housby had claimed that they should have won by more and that they were the stronger and the fitter side of the two teams. But those words only poured fuel on the fire for the Aussies, who were simply too good when it mattered most. Pressure makes diamonds. Goal attack, Kira Austin was named player of the match, while England's Housby was named player of the tournament. He's hoping the Diamonds' triumph is a sign of things to come for the Matildas. The AFL Premiership race just got turned on its head. Collingwood's Premiership hopes have taken a big hit with star midfielder Nick Dacos to miss six weeks with a knee fracture. In just his second season, 20-year-old Nick Dacos has left a trail of destruction behind him, averaging 31 disposals as a key member of the ladder-leading Collingwood midfield group. He was the raging favourite to win the Brownlow medal and was fresh off signing a six-year contract extension with the Pies when he suffered the injury in their surprise loss to Hawthorne on Saturday. It'll be six weeks, so it's a, it's a sort of hairline fracture that's obviously going to take a little bit of time to heal, but the guys feel confident that that'll be around about the timeline. I know you can't project forward, you know, that luxury at the moment, but uh, you have obviously two games clear on top. Do you sort of see that as being perhaps a, a second or, th- or the prelim final? Is that when you'd be available if you got that far? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're not looking that far ahead, obviously. Um, and we've got Geelong Friday night, so that's what we're concentrating on. I'm sure over the next couple of days that'll sort of crystallise when he um, when he actually is back. But at the moment, we, you know, we'll concentrate on Geelong for Friday. Collingwood football manager Graham Wright speaking to Channel 7 about the timeline for Dacos' return to the senior side, which, as explained, could see him absent until the preliminary final if the Pies get there. And the other possible consequence of the injury is a more personal one. And I declare the winner of the Brownlow medal. Dacos was the red-hot favourite to win the game's highest individual award, with the 20-year-old on track to become the youngest player to win the Brownlow medal since Gavin Wanganine in 1993. But with the injury ruling him out of the remainder of the regular season, Western Bulldogs captain Marcus Bontempelli and Melbourne Demon star Christian Petrarca now both have three extra games to pinch the honour from the young Collingwood star. Mine, 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 mine. The recently completed Men's Ashes series was one of the most spiteful, trauma-filled series ever played out between England and Australia. From the Alex Carey against the spirit of the game run out of Johnny Bairstow. Oh, now this is going to be interesting. 
Johnny Bairstow's walked out of his crease here. This could well be out. The poor behaviour of the English fans in the famed Lord's long room. And finally, the English team refusing to host the Aussies in their dressing room for a traditional post-series beer. How rude! And yes, the series is over, but it appears the battle is set to continue. There's no way in the world you can even look at those two balls there and say in any way are they comparable. And at the end of the day, if you are going to change the ball, you want to make sure you get it right to the, the, as close as you possibly can to the one that you're changing it from. Ricky Ponting was just one of many pundits completely astonished on the fourth day of the final test when after consistent complaints from the English bowlers, the umpires chose to replace the match ball with another that appeared to be in noticeably better condition. Prior to the switch, Australia was none for 135 and cruising to a record run chase victory. But after the switch, the Aussies were falling like nine pins with the new ball showing more sideways movement than a crab in a hurry. That is a huge moment in this game, potentially a huge moment in the test match and something that I think actually has to be investigated. And now Ricky's pleas for an investigation will be answered with the ball manufacturer Dukes set to launch an inquiry with suggestions the replacement ball may have been from a five-year-old batch which were made with a more pronounced seam designed to generate more movement for the bowler. While the ICC has attempted to sweep the whole issue under the rug by simply saying they don't comment on umpire decisions, should the Duke's investigation prove an error was made? Maybe it'll at least get that Piers Morgan bloke to finally shut up. The day has arrived. All right, Australia, slap on some green and gold and get ready because tonight the Matildas fight for a spot in the FIFA Women's World Cup quarterfinals when they take on Denmark tonight in Sydney in their round of 16 clash. Australia are coming in on a high after Hayley Razzo's razzle-dazzle display against Canada and with Sam Kerr having declared that she is ready to play her first minutes of this World Cup after overcoming a calf strain. Sam, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm really excited. Hoping to play on Monday? I will play, yep. Just how fit Sam really is or how coach Tony Gustafsson plans to use her, if at all, remains to be seen. But if it's a mystery to us, chances are it's a mystery to the opposition as well. Speaking of our opponents... It's time. Australia, unite. Because while we can't take the field with the Matildas tonight, we can support them through our actions. It's boycott Denmark time. That means no Little Mermaid, no Ugly Duckling, in fact, no fairy tales at all, because most of them were written by a Danish guy. Sorry, Hamish Blake and Brickman Lego Masters is a no-go zone today as well, because those colourful little bricks are an invention of Denmark. And board up the windows and put up the clothes sign on the Sydney Harbour Opera House as well for one day only because that place was designed by a Dane. I did not know that. The Matildas v Denmark tonight, 8.30pm in Sydney. Get ready, Australia, because today we eat Danish for breakfast. Up the tillies. And that is your Fast Fun Hitter Sport for today. Make sure you've subscribed on your podcast app or you've hit the little bell on the Spotify app so you never miss an episode. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.